0: The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show.
1: Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for The Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality.
2: Welcome back to another rendition of The Pinball Show. We're in episode 13 this week, and we are your hosts, Zach Minnie and Dennis Kreese. So, Dennis, happy... We'll call it Monday.
3: Oh, what a great day, but for anyone who listened on any of the other six days of the week they'll be confused they'll, they'll be
2: hopelessly confused they will be All right, is so, there any news to talk about this week
3: while we're here n-
2: oh I, I don't i'm not sure but we're just gonna okay. wing it i'm not sure either i'm here for the correspondence that's what i'm here for that's
3: our that's the only that's the only reason we go on with this show is the
2: <laughs> correspondence which oh, are which are lifted straight from special inlet that's right and oh well we do have a new correspondent we'll talk about here very oh, soon
3: oh he finally started <clears throat>
2: Yeah, new correspondent, but uh, in the meantime, what have you been up to, my friend? COVID. Nothing, <laughs> had to
3: get through the, you know, had the Mother's Day thing, which we, yeah. I know we're going to touch on in a bit, uh, been been really busy working, I keep thinking, well, fi- I'm finally pa- I'm on the other side of the curve,
2: I, I don't know, mm. maybe
3: I am, maybe I'm not, maybe there is no curve, Curves maybe there are is bendy. no spoon and no curve, I don't know.
2: <laughs> They're bendy, they can come back.
3: I keep telling myself if I just concentrate hard enough, I'll, I can bend this to my will. And I don't know if I'm strong enough to do that, but that doesn't stop me from trying.
2: Wow. You talk about willpower. Uh, is that a quality that you learned from mama Creasel? Uh, Or is that a dad, daddy Creasel?
3: Well, no, they're both, they're both, they're both probably described as, as strong will. My mom is the one who she's more emotion driven. Oh, okay. than my dad is. My dad is uh, very uh, logic structured. He was an engineer, so that was, you know, and, and I don't know if you met a lot of engineers, but a lot of them kind of follow this. So it's, it's this and this mm-hmm. and this and these so are what the facts. This is just what the facts say. Life my, is a protocol. Now, me working with a lot of public health groups. My mom was a registered nurse, so mm-hmm. that was her career, and so it's about helping people and. You know trying to make things better and doing that sort of thing and so their personalities are quite a bit different but they both interesting but they both were like this you know there's right you do this there's right and wrong and you want to do the right thing and you know all that happy stuff
2: so oh yeah i thought it would be nice to talk about our moms any other qualities that you got from your uh that you got from your mother or you admire in her and wish you had more of and then we'll we'll go to the saint that is linda Minnie. Mm, saints. That's a that's a high that's a high level. She's <laughs> pretty good. She's pretty
3: pretty good. She's much more tuned than I am uh, about detecting when people are might be upset or something. Oh. Like I have I have a harder time reading people. For me, it's uh. like uh, uh, you know some people can't see the forest for the trees, and it's me's more of a I can't see the trees for the forest. So oh, like see. the closer I am at something, the harder it is for me to read it. Actually, mm. so I do better with like I do better, Zach, with sociology than I would with psychology. I could see that, so and, but th- that, that, but she's better at that than I am, so that would be so. I do you, that call, be do you call it for
2: advice? No, no, no?
3: not not no not you not usually uh, i'll ask her opinion on things uh, on occasion when we're having a conversation that i don't usually go gosh i just need some guidance
2: you call her you rest your head on her shoulder gosh. during a bad breakup and you're like nah, nah. <laughs> and she's like i'll make a chicken soup dear she but hopefully she would make me hopefully, hopefully she's clothed because I, I know about the creasals not a uh, not a big uh clothed oh, family <laughs> right she, she's probably
3: generally clothed. I, the, you'll never remember this, but remind me to tell you. And I'll, I'll do it on air; it'll be fine. When we're closer to Christmas time, about a, a family we adopted for work, and just tell me, remind me to. You said it has to do with yes. clothes and an adopted family, and I will I tell will you this story. I'll never forget. But it is a but, but it is a Christmas themed story, so we have to wait. Wow, a creasel Christmas. Yeah. Can I? Can I?
2: Uh, this next Christmas, you think maybe an invite? I'll <laughs> maybe come over. You think the family would like me? 50 50. <laughs> I was just like, 50
3: 50, Zach. It, it's, um, oh that's that's a bit of a stretch.
2: I think like, my sister might, my would do sister might well.
3: Think, my sister might find you humorous. Uh, the rest of them, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
2: Uh, that's fair enough, that's fair enough. I do want to meet them at some point. Um, happy Mother's Day to Linda Minnie, my mother. Um, I know it was yesterday, but we're recording Sunday, so it's currently today, still need to call her. My mom has been a huge inspiration to me, my father as well, but it's Mother's Day. So my mom, what I really admire about the saint that is Linda is that she always taught me uh, that there really is no limits. If you want something, if you want to do something, then find a way to do it. So whenever I was being raised in it, she she knew I was ambitious and she would never stop that. She would find resources, but she would make me work at it too. She never really gave me, gave me um, the finish line of what I needed. But I think the reason that I kept pushing forward and the reason I am who I am now, more of an environmental personality that I have uh, learned, is that I always knew I had the support of her um, and my father but her very much emotionally I knew that if I failed she was right there uh, you know to guide me I knew that if I succeeded she was right there it didn't matter she would always say things when I was growing up like if you make a mistake," and honesty was huge for her that's that's why I'm like the scared Catholic I was raised Catholic so I'm always I always feel guilty like it did something but she would always be there And say, did your mom always say this? Where she was like, look, you're going to mess up. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to make really selfish mistakes at times. But when you do, don't lie about it. If you lie about it, then that's where shame comes in. And that's where she could not get past lying. That was like the ultimate sting for her. And, you know, uh, relatively now me. um, But very, very, very. Appreciative of everything. I'm, I'm, I look like my mom. I, I act like my mom in a lot of ways. And she's a huge giving person. This woman gives way too much. Have you ever met anybody like that? They give their whole life savings away to people. It's unbelievable. Yeah,
3: it's, it's interesting. And that does remind me, one of the big things for us was, uh, on both sides, but my mom spoke about it more, uh, was education. And I remember mm. at one point, just sort of stuck with me when she said, "I don't care if you want to go and be a custodian when you're an adult, but I want you to be an educated one."
2: Nice. So that that was, was my dad. That
3: was very emphasized. And and I remember when I was a a teenager, a grumpy teenager, and they <laughs> never they never bought me a car. I had to go buy my own. Oh wow. Okay. And that was just one of the, I was like, why all my friends have cars? And it's like, well, you can have the old beater and share it with your sister, but you can't have it. You, you know, you don't get your own car or you can get a job and you can buy your own, which is what I did. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they, they did pay for my education. I took, I, I left grad school with no debt because they paid paid for it.
2: Wow. And And I've
3: always been very appreciative of that.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. That's how my parents were. My parents were uh, raised poor. And they, I, I remember being—I um, I don't know about poor. We always had food, but we were we were not wealthy. Uh, we were not well off at all growing up. And uh, they, my parents have high school educations, and it, that's not as wild at that point in time. But there, there was no, she, they had to work for what they got. And mm-hmm. she, she continued to work in a a male-dominated like a farming company. Uh, or uh, industry. And she continued to work and work, save up her money until she could buy the business um, that she worked for from the age of 17, I believe. So she's well off now, but you wouldn't know it because she just takes all of her money and gives it back to her employee. Like it's, it's ridiculous. So yeah, that's why I say she's saying, There's no way I'm going to match that.
3: It was an interesting, you know, I, as well as I remember, we would go and like we'd buy clothes at the outlet store was Mm -hmm. where we would go and shop and and zach i had to wear a Steelers jacket in the heart of kansas city because that's what was at the outlet store oh oh, 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 man and i was like what could who knows the chiefs were sold out who knows the trauma that could have caused i
2: I don't know she's like it's gonna build character dennis put it on
3: (laughs) i don't think i knew it i don't think i knew (laughs) i knew any better at the time (laughs) i just i just remember i really liked the little uh diamond symbols it had on
2: it oh to Mother Creasel and Mama Minnie, we love you guys, and if it wasn't for you two, uh, your sons would not be sitting here, great friends today, chatting uh, about pinball and life, so thank you. Happy does, Mother's Day, yes, everybody. Yes, happy Mother's Day. Does your
3: mom play pinball?
2: Yes, she does. Um, she owns, she and my father own two pinball machines. They own a uh, Ghostbusters Pro that I tricked out and was I didn't want to see go, and they love it to death. That was their first one. And now they own a an Aerosmith LE uh, that they really enjoy. But yeah, she worked uh, at the age of fourteen or fifteen. Worked at a like an ice cream shop, and they had a couple of EMs there, and she hadn't lost that knack for it. She was their bowlers too. So pinball machines, bowlers. Yep, that's where it. Uh, I guess that's where it originated. It's in my blood. Mm, interesting. That was nice, Dennis. That was very nice. And before we go into the correspondence and news segments this week, we do have a point of clarification from episode 12. We received an email this last week that had um, some concerns with some of the statements in particular that I made on our last episode when we were talking, Dennis, about competition pinball and getting competition pinball to like a, a major broadcasting network like an ESPN or just something big. I was making the point that, entertainment is kind of where I think we need to focus on if we really want to get into a big, big mainstream kind of thing. And I made a statement such as like, you know, YouTube, something is so stupid, like the dumb dummies of Zach and Greg on straight down the middle, that gets more uh, views and listens than anything on Twitch. It was something to that effect quote wise. And they were concerned. the, The emailer was concerned that, well, that's not true. There's no way straight down the middle gets more than, stuff on Twitch. And yes, point of clarification, I don't want to confuse anybody to clarify. No, that was hyperbole. I I didn't mean that straight down the middle actually gets more views than the big streamers on Twitch. No, 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 no. I was just using it as more of an aggregate um, to showcase why I think entertainment is so much more important to push through and building characters commentary than it is sometimes the actual sport that we're playing the football the baseball gameplay or um, you know the pinball in this situation so for those of you who um, who interpret as that that is not the uh, the way I meant it
3: I actually was more concerned about when you called Greg Bone an idiot in that part. <laughs> Well, I mean, you called Greg yourself too, listen. but it was, such a, na- it was such a negative thing to say. Eh, I was we, like, are, we are
2: knuckleheads, but no. So, well, but uh, you didn't
3: say knucklehead. You said two idiot amateur pinball players. I know because I replayed the segment <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, poor, yeah. poor, poor, poor you and Greg. Why do you have to say it? Like, just say, just say amateur. So, Zach, I've not heard the correspondence yet. Have you heard them yet?
2: You know what? Usually I listen to them prior to. Let's all listen to them together because – uh, and we'll learn some news together. How about it?
3: <laughs> I still think there isn't any, but let's find out.
0: <laughs> it's time for TPN Industry News. Hi, this is Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. In a recent interview with Martin Ayub and Jonathan Justin, Jack Quinere of Jersey Jack Pinball talked about the interest in new titles and the re- new reveal of their next game. He said that customers are inquiring about the next title daily, and he hasn't ruled out a virtual event for the reveal of the next game, although he said it won't be quite as good as doing it at a show. Jack said that recent sales have been almost exclusively home buyers and not commercial, which is to be expected. Jack said that he has no plans to stop shipping and announcing games even with the current climate. With Jack's recent comments and other interviews, there's been some renewed interest in the Pirates of the Caribbean and another run. There's a lot of interest and activity right now on Pinside, and the line from Keith Johnson is that if you're interested in Pirates of the Caribbean, let your distributor know and there might be another run. Whether or not this will result in a new run of games remains to be seen. For The Pinball Show, this has been Ken
1: Rudberg. All right, all right, cut that. CGC now has its own correspondent, and it's me, Matt Morrison. Happy to report. Here we go. Not a lot of breaking news with Chicago Gaming Company, but I did reach out to Ryan White, who's the VP of Sales, And he did tell me that Medieval Madness Remake Royal Editions are going in boxes. There was an issue and a delay with those topper boards. That's been resolved. Games are going in boxes. And if you're in on one of the conversion kits to update your Medieval Madness to the larger screen, they're hoping those will be out in the next six to eight weeks. As far as pin side rumors go, nothing new with the alleged Mark Ritchie Pulp Fiction game. However, on Facebook, Dennis Nordman posted some pictures of him designing some new ramps. And with him leaving Deep Root and just designing a game for Stern with Elvira's House of Horrors, one has to wonder if he could be working with Chicago Gaming. Only time will tell. And that's it for me this week. I'm Matt Morrison, your new Chicago Gaming Company news correspondent. Back to you guys. Uh, It's so hard to find good help. The
4: Lost Art of Waiting Returns, code, code, and more code, plus Stern gets nominated! Hey everyone, Craig here again, the Pinball Show's Stern News Correspondent. Well with not much going on in the pinball world right now, other than a whole lot of waiting and wondering followed by endless Tron and Lord of the Ring vault rumors, one central question across the pinball world has been emerging since this whole covid mess began. Yes, hotter than a new inbox Jurassic Park premium or a Manny above ground pool party. The biggest question in pinball right now has to be, when are those darn manufacturers going to start making games again? The safe money has partial production starting before the end of May, but no official word yet from anyone at Stern, so yes we shall wait and see. And once Stern gets that pesky heavy metal contract game off their plate, all signs are pointing to their next cornerstone title, the John Borg Zombie Yeti mashup of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which we first speculated about a lifetime ago back in October of 2019. And for those not following Stern's latest code updates, and of course who isn't, we now have Iron Man v 1.86 Elvira v 0.95, and Zach's all-time favorite after the Big Lebowski. Stranger Things V.90 now sitting at a respectable 39th place in the Pinside Top 100. And congratulations to Stern this week, as The Beatles Pinball Machine was nominated for a Licensing International Excellence Award, featuring a star-studded list of 600 nominees from all over the world, as this unique and addictive title continues to receive accolades from both inside and outside the pinball community. Well that's all for this week, I'm Craig
2: Bobby, catch you on the flip side. Who said there wasn't much news? Thanks again to our TPN correspondents for those lovely entries. And we got a new guy, Matt yeah, Morrison. Matt, welcome aboard, yeah, Matt. Yeah. Congratulations. That should be a Ghostbusters call Welcome aboard, Matt. So let's jump into what they did not cover that was a huge announcement this last week. And that is Replay ReplayFX and Pinburg has been canceled for 2020. <laughs> Yeah, uh,
3: I remember I was actually fairly optimistic just a few weeks ago that this one might still be able to to happen. And then mm-hmm. uh, based off of the when I started seeing the mass gathering guidances that were coming out from all the various states, I quickly yeah. changed my mind. I was like, I miscalled that one. The writing yeah. was on the wall there. Yeah, I, I think with the mass gathers, even if they were willing to look past the game prep, which they normally do, which they did cite in there. You know, they had a very nice letter that they've invoked there. What was it? Forceman. Major, uh, mm-hmm. contract provisions to go ahead and, and cancel it now because of the, you know, essentially the, the, the disaster emergency that's mm-hmm. befallen everyone. I think it put, gave a lot of people relief, though, that the tickets, unless they wanted a refund, would be automatically transferred over to 2021 so they don't have to do the cattle call by. Uh, that's get, the part that I was hurt by. Well, and that's and that's the flip side. Some people who couldn't two do 2020 now. are now uh, upset because they won't have an opportunity. It, it, on the surface, they Does wouldn't the, have hold an opportunity. Up. Does but,
2: the wait list stay, though?
3: Yes, and in fact, I oh, saw okay. Bo and Karen's posting in a variety of places that when people would point out, oh, gosh, I, I couldn't do 2020, but I could do 2021. I was hoping I could get a chance. And he's like, get on the wait list now. Get on it point. now. Because there are going to be a lot of people that won't be able to, you know, yeah. it's too it's <gasps> too far out to 2021,
2: Dennis, this might be my year. It could be. I don't know. Oh. I still think
3: you should try a local tournament first. Oh,
2: local you could still.
3: Well, you have a year to do it. well. I mean, whenever local tournaments start back up. I still... I know you think you're weaving creative gold by going to Penberg as your first tournament, but...
2: You know what the acronym G-B-O-G-H stands for? Uh, no. I got it tattooed right on my chest. <laughs> yeah. People are like, why does it say G-Bog on your chest? No, it's go big or go home, baby. And I will not play in a local tournament or league or any. No. Go big or go home and, well... This year I went home because I didn't get in, but next year might be my year, ladies and gentlemen, for Pinburg 2021 and the E division. Hey, there can be some tough competition even in E. That's what I'm saying. I, I place myself in the E division. I would think. I think it would be good if I got D division. That would be my goal going in, like getting placed in a D division and not losing the first. Round? I don't know how these things work, but
3: it's a uh, like a doing twelve well point enough. system. So because you play several games and how you perform in each of those games gives you a certain amount of points. If you get, uh, if you play all four games, I think you get a medal if you get first on all See? four in any given round. You I can have a, a medal. medal. You can put it on I your shelf next to all your track trophies.
2: I'd wear it every day. Man, yeah, hopefully it's real gold or silver, so it doesn't make a red mark right on my chest tattoo that says Jibo. Are you allergic to bronze, Zach? <laughs> I'm allergic to failure, Dennis. Oh, next story. Oh, okay. All right. We heard from our JJP correspondent Ken Rudberg, and uh, he he was referencing an interview from Pinball News, Pinball Magazine podcast, ugh, Pinball News, Pinball Magazine podcast with Jack Guarneri. and Jack said regarding their upcoming reveal uh, of their next game that. They have not ruled out a virtual event for that next reveal. That's
3: a big change for Jersey Jack, if they they end up doing
2: a virtual reveal. They've revealed at shows every single title, I believe.
3: I think you're right.
2: It's Hmm. not always been
3: the same show, but yeah, they've always favored, uh, that I can recall, doing a reveal at a pinball show, specifically, some sort of pinball convention.
2: So basically, they're doing that out of, well, who knows why they're doing it. That'd be speculation, but... Let's just say if they can see that there's going to be no pinball shows and they're worried about Expo. Uh, but I, I think Expo, uh, I still worry about Expo now too. In I, October. I, at this stage, I am as well. And again,
3: not because you couldn't get the prep done, but rather whether that many people in one place, mm-hmm. I mean, even when all the businesses are getting opened up by the governments, the mass gathering thing is actually one of the easiest preventions that they can yeah. still have. Yeah, because, you know, other than obviously it doesn't satisfy it doesn't please the convention industry, but that aside, it's like, yeah, but most of those things yeah, we can we can still, you know, do our jobs and not have to go to a bunch of conventions. So that,
2: That's true. And so if that's in October, I guess they're telling us a window is now to October. If I was using a little bit of uh, speculation and logic here together, we, we kind of knew that already, though. They also said that home buying was virtually only the, the only sales that JJP's receiving. That's right no now. shock. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And I, I think JJP, for the most part, their sales are heavy in home buying uh, compared to yeah. location. Their model,
3: but, up, up really until the standard edition Wonka, I felt yep. was, was very skewed towards that audience.
2: Absolutely. I wonder what they'll do. You think they'll do that cheaper model again on their next yes, title? Yes, absolutely. I, I do. I think so too.
3: I think it moved a lot of units by getting a thousand dollars. I mean, a thousand dollars is a huge savings. Huge.
2: Would you be shocked if they tried to go even under that? I would be surprised. I, I mean,
3: that would be if they could actually try and compete with Stern Pros. That would be fascinating. Whoa, well,
2: there's a big gap between seventy five hundred dollars on a JJP standard Wonka. Versus a fifty-eight ninety-nine six thousand dollar pro. Yeah, right. Right. But you now, didn't tell me how f- the...
3: you didn't tell me how much more the, we were thinking know. about I'm... saving.
2: So I, just I immediately went might... to the best case scenario. They
3: which might is jump it put up put to the... JJP in my price range, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about me, Zach. You <laughs> jumped you right into the
2: pro. I was like, well, I don't see that. It's like, yeah, we put it in a pro, and
3: Dennis could afford one, and be excited. Exciting,
2: exciting no, for I... me. They may even. Say I we don't like that model and go back up to the Pirates of the Caribbean Steiner, which was eighty five.
3: I cannot fathom. I can't either. Back.
2: I think they knew that if we're dropping this to seventy five hundred for this Wonka, there may not be any going back. And yeah, I think I, the community responded well to them taking out a mech and making it an additional thousand dollars cheaper.
3: Yeah, I. It's just uh, the only negative that I think you could cite that the only one I can come up with is that it does go against the original sort of founding principle that their models were all going to be functionally the same. And obviously Mm. that wasn't true with Wonka with that decision, but Mm -hmm. I think money talks more than, than that statement does. I think it mattered to more people that that it was that much more affordable. Money talks. I heard bullshit walks. Have you heard that? Uh, Yeah. But when was the last time we had a
2: cattle themed pinball machine? Does does Pooh walk?
3: I no. see it hopping
2: like Mr. Hanky. No, you get, leaving poo, mean, poo smudges down the road. A little Dingleberry kind of <laughs> moves, <laughs> oh moves along, I suppose. <laughs> oh my God, Dingleberries! Oh, okay. Uh, where do I go from there? I had a point, but that was that's gone now. Um, would it surprise you, Dennis, if Wonka Standard sold more units than Dialed In Standard? and Hobbit standard together?
3: No, it would not. And because I know that dialed-in standard was the lowest selling of all three models of dialed-in. I'm not sure if it was true for Hobbit, but I bet it was.
2: What about if we threw in pirate standard as well? Three sets of standards versus
3: no, I wouldn't be surprised. The standards were always the lowest performing unit because Mm -hmm. you got, I think you got quite a bit more bling in for They're like the the rarest. Yeah. For the, yeah, they're the, I think Jack's repeatedly on interviews said those are the true limited editions or the standards Mm -hmm. when you go and actually do your, the unit counts. And I think it was because you didn't save enough versus what sort of bling you would get by going to the middle model.
2: I have no idea about the numbers there on the standard units, but it wouldn't surprise me either. Our new CGC correspondent Matt Morrison reported. Now, this is actually new news. Nicely done, Matt Morrison. I've not heard this anywhere. If I have, or if the, it's been out there, my apologies. But uh, he said the delay for the Medieval Manuscript Royal Editions was due to topper boards. Mm, that yeah,
1: that
3: makes I, sense. I heard there was an issue, but I I didn't hear it was topper boards. But hey, that's a that's a new thing, so it makes sense why they wouldn't have had that ready.
2: Absolutely makes sense. He also talked to Ryan White, VP of sales over at CGC, and he said that we're looking to have kits out. That is, remember, uh, listener there, on the Medieval manus remakes, this new run, you can buy the upgradable kits. The RGB lighting is a kit. The display and upgraded speakers with the lighting, that extended display is a kit. The topper is a kit. Uh, But he said, Ryan White said, he hopes kits will be rolling out of the factory in six to eight weeks. Mm. That's new news. That's right. And
3: it's not two weeks. I can't do my total recall reference. Six to eight weeks. Doesn't (laughs) doesn't roll (laughs) off the tongue. (laughs) Uh,
2: Matt also said that I've kind of heard rumblings about this, but he said something about Mark Ritchie and a Pulp Fiction. See, I had not. So apparently I'm more
3: oblivious than I realized. That was the first I had heard about the idea of, of cgc yeah. working. i mean i've heard people pitch the idea of pulp fiction as a pinball machine but
2: i've not heard the idea i've yeah i've heard the pulp fiction i've heard different manufacturers maybe having it i've heard of mark Ritchie working at cgc but never the two together so this could just be a rookie mistake by morrison by throwing no. out something he has no clue um or maybe he's it sounded like he saw, he saw I that. Know.
3: I thought he referenced that there was a discussion somewhere on pin side, which I, okay. I've not seen the discussion, but
2: there well, are many comes discussions true. there. I Nicely do not look done. At. And he also alluded to, he fit this into the CGC segment, talking about Dennis Nordman making some new ramps. I didn't see this. Where in the hell is Matt Morrison? Man.
3: Yeah. New, new ramps. is making new what, ramps. So he's new thinking ramps for what are we going to finally I don't have? Oh, there are a lot of broken ramps out there that need some love. It'd be Hmm. funny if that's what Dennis was just like. I'm going to solve all these unobtainium ramp problems myself. (laughs)
2: I'm thinking he's making the return of Sam Squatch. (laughs) What was that movie? Said that damn Sam Squatch. I don't don't know what you're referencing. Sam Squatch. It was that damn Sam Squatch. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to have to look it up now. Our peppy little uh, correspondent, Craig Bobby, Craig Shakerbake Bobby. I love that guy. He had no news, but he made something out of it anyway and made it entertaining. Mad respect. See, I I guarantee he's got that on his chest, too. (laughs) G-Bogue. Yeah, yes. G-Bogue. Yeah, I guarantee he does. And when me and him go up for chest bumps midair, our G-Bogues touch each other. That sounds dirty. But he said that Stern, uh, speculation is that end of May is when you're going to see them fire up that factory again. Nobody knows because that's a, I think that's a governmental, um, yeah, regulation. There. It
3: is, but based off pacing, I I think it's realistic that will likely, in at least a limited capacity, they'll be able to socially distance lines and then yeah. now whether or not it's practical for. They I've seen video of the stern factory. I think you could do it uh, in that case. Whereas like meat packing, they they claim they cannot reconfigure their line. I don't know if they can't and they're
2: just. Uh, and that's true, or they just don't want to because hmm. they do what they want. The pinball podcast you bring up packing some meat.
3: Well, because it's an assembly
2: line, so that's I, why. I know. I just like talking about meat packing. That's all. Oh, do you? Do you like seeing how the sausages made? No, I haven't. Yeah, you. i want to. You know what? I've seen a lot of patients that have come with very traumatic uh, experiences and memories from a. Uh, I won't say the name, but a a chicken manufacturing place. Mm. Let's just say those chicky nuggies aren't as dinosaur-shaped and and nice as they may seem. (laughs) Roar! (laughs) (laughs) All right, and to end off the news this week, this week in pinball just did something big. They announced and released the Pinball Promoters Database. Do you go database or database? Database database is that factually correct or just an uh, uh, an opinion uh, no I you can database. say it either way I, okay. but I always say data rather than data so hmm okay well do you know what the pinball promoters database is
3: yes yes I do because I looked at it
2: do you know it's a compilation of all the different pinball media sources whether it be a podcast streams YouTube uh, news articles writing, Every every websites anything you can think of that relates to pinball media is all in one place, all with links, uh, sortable categories, so you can pick out uh, you can pick out if things are active if they're inactive. You can rate them, you can give reviews on them. It's a pretty cool it's a pretty cool setup.
3: Yeah, my initial when I saw it, I remember, and I wasn't uh, hard. I you know I wasn't alone in this. My initial concern was I wondered if the reviews would end up being like a, a toxic thing. But yeah, that's it's, what no, I worry about. But uh, I mean, on like on the podcast side, the reviewing aspect, the iTunes reviews are, have been around forever, and so yeah. you, I mean, in that regard, we that's not a reason not to do it. So and some of those
2: are hurtful. I
4: yeah, I
3: guess I I always kind of forget to check iTunes reviews. So just uh but you can maybe, do like maybe the stars, stay away from and them they, and Make they can leave and they can leave comments. But what Jeff has with this is obviously the, those links to the various sources of the material, mm-hmm. which like iTunes reviews do not have. You have to go to the material and then you can read a review. Great but it point. Won't like cross-link to everything else that the show has. So that's really clever. Uh, so yeah, I actually yesterday when i was I was watching some TV and I went on my phone and just started clicking through. so because there were a lot of them I, uh, people I didn't know about.
2: oh, yeah, it's a it's a good point. I wonder how much I wonder if there's security that met like that's behind that so they can make sure because you know, like twippy voting and stuff, uh, people can just go in and make as many reviews as they want to to boost their. I don't know how that works because you know how us pinball media are. we can be a little sensitive. Mm. maybe that creates an issue for jeff
3: i don't know i haven't i haven't tried to leave any reviews yet so i wasn't really i haven't either uh, so i wasn't really sure exactly what the like what the steps are to to now on something
2: like that do you vote for yourself
3: uh if i were to leave a review for myself i wouldn't i wouldn't assess the quality of what i was doing i would just say like something I wouldn't want to leave stars for myself as the thing. Like, but if I wanted to say this is what the show is actually about in a review, mm. I could see doing that. But I see. I see. Does that make sense?
2: What it does like... make sense.
3: Of course. But Jeff's already got the descriptions in from I think
2: the like on the. Podcast I got to update the... a couple of mine. Yeah,
3: I was going to say. You know, looking at that, I, I think the we're still referencing like... Mister Ken Cromwell.
2: In our well, it was. I think he just pulled it from like one of our episodes. Sure. Was like, well, this well but Where Ken else
3: was he going to get about... it? What, what else is there to get it from? He knows what Everyone the pinball show is. Maybe Jersey Jack wants to hire me and then send oh. Ken back to you. <gasps> Watch out, Ken Cromwell. No. What do I know about communication? I can barely talk into a microphone.
2: So go check out Pinball Promoter's database, database <gasps> on TWIP. You can say either. It's fine. Mama, you know I love you almost as much as I love pinball market trends. <laughs> I bet your mom hates pinball market trends. <laughs> Probably not a fan. <laughs> I sorry. bet she heard. I bet she heard the very first one,
3: all the way back on Twip, and just called you and just said, "That is why you fail,"
2: <laughs> and hung up. That's why you will have no hair inheritance <laughs> or hair in your case. Ooh. That's oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh Trending down this week. The back of my head, <laughs> oh. getting a little thin back there. I always see these remedies on Facebook, and I'm like, I'm not above trying that. Like why, little, are they, why are they showing up on your ad feed? Big, look, I don't know why this stuff shows up on my ad feed. I, I don't search it. I promise. I There's like an algorithm that if you if you look at something a little too long, they're like, ah, we got gotcha, you. No, no. And I, they just keep feeding that, me.
3: That is true. Because I, like, I searched for, I wanted to buy a new pair of sunglasses. And so then I started seeing sunglasses. And I'm like, oh, I get it. Because I searched Google for it. And then mm-hmm. uh, they started showing me uh, ads for diapers. And that's not that's not my bag, baby. I was like, Huggies were everywhere. Was You're like, doing some oh, weird role-playing shit uh, there. Yeah, well, I'm like, I don't remember searching for any of that, and I don't have a baby, so that doesn't make any sense either. And it's just like they were cramming these Huggies down my throat, man.
2: Maybe it's for huggies the 4-inch clone. <laughs> Maybe it's for him. Oh, oh, oh. You've had custody of him it's over like this COVID thing. Everywhere <laughs> I'm like, how do I stop
3: them? I don't know how to stop them. I don't want to <laughs> report them for being inappropriate because someone might want to see the ad for diapers. That's I don't right. know. I'm gonna shit my face
2: now. No, I for some reason, yeah, like the little the sprays, the little mists that you can fill in some <laughs> we, areas we, back we, there. We,
3: we we call that paint, Zach. Call it paint. Uh, Sher- well, Sherman Sherman well, Williams has got your um,
2: back. Look, you know, if I at some point it's. I'm very vain and I'm very insecure. So, yeah, if they need to pull hair from elsewhere to put it on top of my head, I'll do it at some point. I'll get around to it. At least I know that about myself, though, I guess.
3: It's always best to know thyself.
2: Yeah. Well, I guess we reached the end of the episode, so. All right, now that I'm in- insecure going forward, training up this week. There's no insecurities about this. There was at first, actually. When this game came out, oh, man, this company was like, what did we do? But now, this company's like, what do we do? Because training up this week is Pirates of the Caribbean by Jersey Jack Pinball. It's a broken record, guys. I'm tired of reporting it. But look, facts are facts. Numbers don't lie. I can't sit here and just omit something simply because I don't want to cover it. That's not good. It's not good reporting. And I'm here to tell you the facts on pinball market trends. There yeah. is no hyperbole there, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Because- not, in no
3: way is <laughs> pinball market trends a poorly researched segment
2: <laughs> full of misinformation and misguided dreams. Oh, my God. Hashtag Gboke or G-Bog. You Damn, already G-bog. forgot your tattoo. G-B-O-G-H. G-Bog. You can't put a G and a B together. Blah. Blah. <laughs>
3: you tell that to Greg Bone. <laughs>
2: The LEs are now back over $12,000. My prediction was wrong a couple months ago. I thought you'd hold steady. As soon as we get some rumblings for this new game coming out or some new titles, you would start to see that. And Willy Wonka, as soon as people realizing that game is so damn good. But nope, I was wrong. They're they're trending back up. So LEs, you're not gonna see them under 12 now. This is secondary market, people. This isn't new in box. Uh, standards. They're even going for $10,000. Hell, the, the collector's edition, they're they are so silly. That range has become so expansive. Like They're like, yeah, uh, it's uh, $20,000. And then somebody's like, well, it's 40000 It's like eBay prices now. Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs>
3: Supreme. The Johnny Depp edition. <laughs>
2: That's right. Who's the tentacle beard guy? Uh, the actor? Davy Jones. Oh, yeah. Dave, no, Davy Jones. Okay. Yeah. It kind of creeped me out. I wonder if he can tickle with his tentacles. Tickle, tickle. <laughs> I was so close to
3: saying, ask your wife.
1: <laughs>
3: oh, I'm just, I'm just, I don't know. Maybe that's it's too, maybe it's too in. early in the morning. You know, Normally you make me wait 30 oh, minutes man.
2: before you're ready that, to go, but you're on definitely time. definitely staying weird. in. Uh, now I'm picturing Davy Jones holding the, my, the back of my wife's head with his tentacles. <laughs> I just imagine her going up and her tentacle just sort of just, you know, goes in for that squeeze. And then it was
3: the mother-in-law the whole
2: time. Oh! Uh, see, full callback. Yep, see, I like that. I like that. Davy Jones is even like, son of a bitch, she got me. And then he gives me a little high tentacle. (laughs) (laughs) We're having too much fun. Training down this week is a little old game by Data East. (gasps) Do you want me to guess? Is it Tommy? It is not Tommy. Is it Tales from the Crypt? It is not Tales from the Crypt. Think uh, earlier. Earlier, like earlier pre than DMD. T- no! did Daddy's do? Pre- yeah, they did. Simpsons. Yeah. Oh, they did a ton. No. They did a ton it's, of pre DMD. Nope. Bit. It's apparently D- not. It's DMD. It's DMD. Oh, oh uh, Last Action Hero. Mm, earlier than that. Uh, did Jurassic Park is earlier than that? Yeah, earlier than Jurassic. Oh wow. Um, I think it was that funky in between. Okay. Uh, checkpoint. Nope, not checkpoint. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Watch it. It's probably not in between. Rocky and Bullwinkle. You know what? Now that I'm thinking of it, Alphanumeric. My fault. You didn't remember if it had a DMG or not? I've never owned this game. I've played it a couple times. No, that's a shit game, too. This is a shit (laughs) game. (laughs) Now, one last uh, guess. One last guess. Uh, And you don't like it. Think topical
3: right now. Oh, God. Topical. I mean, Nah, I don't know. So I'm just going to say Phantom of the Opera because because it, it's not a DMD.
2: But Be- because you've been saving up money to get tickets to go this summer. <laughs> no, Data East Teenage Mutant Ninja mm. Turtles. Well, it is. You're right. It is topical.
3: I can't believe you thought that had a DMD. I don't I, understand. I, well,
2: you. I, for some reason, I thought it was the one that had like that little bitty checkpoint DMD. Oh, okay. And it doesn't. It, it it's alphanumeric, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, because I can picture it say Cal Bunga. Sorry. Sorry. All right, pause, pause the show as I'm editing and listening to these two buffoons. They got all this wrong. So, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles by Data East was developed and released in 1991, and it does, in fact, have a mini DMD. Nice try, fellas. Well, I didn't... Even once I knew, I didn't get it right, so... Nah, trending down is TMNT by Data East. Look, a year ago, these things... They were still fetching because I think the theme. They were fetching $2,500 to $3,000, which is absurd. There is not $3,000 worth of game in that machine. But now we get some rumblings that Stern Pinball may be coming out with a a new tmnt game, and you're seeing the prices fall, 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 as well as the current market in general. That's not helping this either. $1,800 to $2,200. Is what you can pick up a secondary Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles by Data East 4, and that was a trend. I
3: was just gonna say, yeah, we we kind of saw that when uh, with Data East Jurassic Park once uh, mm-hmm. Stern, com- uh, the Stern one was coming out, where I should have probably Caribbean. sold, where I should have probably sold mine before it came out, but I didn't. Okay. So the price, you know, it dropped a few hundred, uh, yeah. not enough for me to care, but still S- made me a I little still sad. Like,
2: still like that game.
3: I did too, uh, but uh, I don't have any interest in getting it back because actually the guy I sold it to has it for sale now. I saw it up on
2: Facebook. Oh, how much is he selling it for? Uh,
3: about, I think, 300 more than he bought it from me for, oh. so pretty close. Oh, he's close.
2: Inflation. Yeah, pretty close to
3: it. Well, I mean, I marked, I marked mine up, but I think I sold mine for 400 more than I bought it for. Of course, I had had it for four years or something, so... Yeah, it's long enough. But I, the only thing I noted was I I saw someone comment and go, "Oh, the lighting's really good." And the then the seller goes, "I didn't put the lighting in, but but it's a good job." And I'm like, "I did that lighting. <laughs> did you LED it? I did. Oh, I did. But I don't uh, I don't clown vomit them. You warm white, warm uh, lighted it. In that game's case, I may have used a mix of warm
2: and cool depending on the color of the plastics. Hmm. I don't really remember. Yeah, four years ago, you probably didn't know anything about the sunlight bulb from Comet Pinball two SMD Frosted. That is
3: what I rely on now. Your, your, they didn't always have sunlight nope, bulbs. they so. didn't. So they didn't. I may have actually bought my sets before those were available. So, yeah, I would do. Like, my firepower is a mix of warm and cool, depending on the area of the play field. Mm-hmm. But uh, otherwise, yeah, nowadays, honestly, yeah, this is, this is the—you want Dennis's lighting guide real quick? Oh, yeah. Dennis's lighting guide is
2: sunlight's everywhere. That's it. You know what? that's uh, Zach's as well. Because it, it always it always looks fine. Unless so. the game calls for it. Like if I were to do Arabian Nights uh, or Jurassic Park, to me that calls for a warm. And generally mm. I don't pick warms for anything, but when you get a lot of uh, oranges, reds, yellows, you get a darker toned game, I go warms. And vice versa, on Star Trek, I would not go warms at all no if anything i would go cool blue or cool white has a bluish hint or just sunlights
3: yeah yeah and i think uh like stern star trek i believe comes with uh cool whites yeah and it makes sense because there's a there's a coldness
2: obviously to to them and there's so much blue on that game it goes machine steel space But, yeah, sense. no, I, I love the sunlight. But bulb. I can it. guarantee you anybody with a Star Trek from Stern would be much happier if they replace all those bulbs with a frosted cool white.
3: Hmm. See, yeah, I, I yeah, that's my, my normal thing is I get where you don't need to use frosted for, like, inserts. And I know people like to color match the inserts, too. I, I totally get that. But I'd rather just buy a bulb I can use everywhere. And so if I go Frosted and I go Sunlight, I know it'll, it will never that's look bad. That's what I do. Yep. Never look bad. I
2: just buy them in bulk? Yep. Absolutely. I buy, them by,
3: I buy them by the ton. Metric ton,
2: of course. Oh, man. I'll tell you a machine that nobody bought by the bulk. Trending down this week <laughs> is Thunderbirds. Now, oh, no. everybody's like, well, Zach, that's, you can't go any lower on that game. No, you can't. Really? Because, yeah, I recently saw one listed that's sitting for twenty five hundred dollars oh my gosh that's so sad five hundred dollars people are going to be trying to give these away like zizzle machines here soon
3: <laughs> i still haven't played it it was at tpf 2019 but it oh. was broken every time i went up to it so i couldn't play it they're even like home pins like
2: hell we put a metal ramp in there's a replacement <laughs> and this one has the metal ramp replacement the center ramp uh. oh Twenty five hundred dollars, and I still wouldn't buy it. Turning down home pins, Thunderbirds, and damn, what timing for their next title? Chinese zombies, or whatever it is, China zombie, China zombie, not looking good for the manufacturing over there. And then they move; they
3: like move their facility to Taiwan. Taiwan, yeah.
2: This episode feels like it's been a long time since I've been able to talk to these people. Long time since these people.
3: Who are these people?
2: Our listeners,
3: our friends. You talked to them last week. What are you our talking friends. about?
2: Yeah, but I was solo. Didn't feel the same without you. Solo. Yeah, I recorded the, the oh, and the market marketing trend segment.
3: Part. God, I actually thought I was going to get away with having little... an episode without it.
2: It's been a long time for you as well. But we can't end any of this without our deals of the week. Bye bye bye. Just have to wait and see. <laughs> wait. Let's see if Dennis would buy this deal of the week. This deal of the week is coming from our friend up in Delaware. That's right. I've never right. been to Delaware. It's known for nothing. You know what Delaware is known for? Joe Fox. And this game comes from Joe Fox 22 on Pennside. Mm. Middletown, Delaware. I can't even figure out what part of town. Eh, we're in the middle. How about that? We're not left. We're not right. We're not north, south. We're in the middle. We're neutral. Is is Delaware the uh, the France of America? What, what are you talking about? I don't
3: know. Did you mean Switzerland? <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Is Delaware oh, the Switzerland oh, of America? France, which only took a side in every single war ever.
2: Uh, <laughs> never not, found a war they couldn't find a side on. I'm not much of a history guy, Dennis. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think? Really? really? Wow. Switzerland, whatever. I didn't say Germany.
3: Yes, yeah, so I guess we can be grateful for that.
2: So I knew they were stronger with their, with their beliefs. Okay, Joe Fox is selling a Star Wars premium comic. This is the brand new one, folks. I you think know I've about seen this. this listed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it has the limited edition R two D two topper. And he also pulled all of the hardware off in the trim to have it golden fragmented. That sounds like the trim was destroyed. By fire. I love gold. No, it was it was this Darth Vader triple black powder coat with these golden juicy little flakes throughout. It looks good. He also had Pin Stadiums put in this thing. So you've got uh, damn near a brand new game. You got a limited edition R2 D2 topper. It's usually $750 plus shipping and tax. And you got the powder coat and the pin stadiums. Tell us more! How much does it go for? What if I told you, Dennis, it went for $8,500? Uh, given, uh, given how customized it is, I have no
3: context of that's a good price or not.
2: Let's slash it. What if I told you, Dennis, it's $8,000? You would still say, huh? Yeah. But what if I told you <laughs> that if you call today, act now, you can have this game for $7,500. Buy, buy, buy! You didn't put Obo, oh, but I'm Obo. Oh,
3: <laughs> you oboed him him it's, it's probably like We're not oboeing this It's got gold flecked Black trim
2: Yeah it's got uh, It's got the The trade Tag on it Listed at $7,500 oh, $7, value a trade. He wants a trade But I wonder uh, what he
3: wants I wonder what in my collection He wants
2: I don't know Me and him have been talking about The, the Willy Wonka I have for sale Oh, no, like
3: and He probably wants something more Esoteric Maybe he wants like a Buck Rogers or something Yeah
2: <laughs> that's right Gottlieb all the way I wish you would have this game I want it back but I, I can't afford anything else I promise you Ooh, also training, training up this week I got some new games really quickly got some new games in and I call it the, the Greg Bone Special I got in on trade a Johnny Mnemonic which I've been wanting to play for a long time because I poo-pooed it early on and then it's been growing on me very well been really enjoying that and a uh, Jurassic Park: Lost World by Sega, really nice example of it. I've actually never played either
3: of those pinball machines.
2: Wow. Okay, Johnny, that surprised me. You haven't played a Johnny?
3: Yeah, I. Well, I, I, I have virtually, but not, not a physical mm-hmm. machine. I, I never see them. I know people with them, uh, but they never invite me over.
2: Oh <laughs> well. You're invited over to my house anytime. You you have this small vicinity of where you drive, so I don't feel bad for you.
3: Well, I, well I'm not. Canning. Why is it that I'm I not always canning. make I do friends actually,
2: with I go people further that don't like go anywhere? Out. Or maybe it's me. Yeah, maybe Shit. it's you. I just came <laughs> to that realization. Yeah. All my friends are probably social butterflies.
3: <laughs> <laughs> a little butterfly.
2: They're at raves every weekend, but then I'm like, they're like, you know me, Zach. I've got and, this thing where I can't be around you. And you're you're a social cocoon. I will wrap you into my mucus <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we will transform together star wars premium comic limited edition topper golden fragmented powder and pin stadiums for 7500 oboe that's a freaking deal that i want Bye bye bye. i can't afford any more pens
3: uh, maybe he can maybe he'll trade you can give him the big lebowski and he'll add cash in
2: uh, maybe rick and morty will be delayed longer and I'll pick that up. I don't know. My Rick and Morty's gotta be here soon, right, Dennis? I why? Why does it have to be there soon? Because I'm I'm like eighty six. It's gotta be close, they're in the seventies. Well, then, yeah, probably pretty pretty soon. Ooh, and Dennis, did you hear, last week, we started a new sub-segment of Pinball Market Trends called Viewer Trends. Did you hear about that?
3: Yeah, it was a bad idea. I loved
2: it. I, Of course you did. You came up with it. Uh-huh. And we did get some submissions. Oh, God. So, listener out there, do me a solid, do Din Din a solid, and submit your trends for next week, please do that. This is going to be a lot of fun. Again, it can be pinball trends that you've noticed, or it can be life trends. Training up this week, See, training life down, trends. holding steady. There's
3: just no point. This is a pinball podcast, Zach. You, I know you've forgotten.
2: But- the, the, look, this beast was a big puppy, and she's growing. She's growing into what she needs to become. And she says, I don't want to be held back by my love of pinball. I want to grow. I want to branch out. She's like a Venus flytrap. She sucks people in. Yeah. Speaking of, we haven't heard one of those podcasts lately. What happened oh. to that? Mm. Stearns. Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. I don't, I don't know. Don't know. I actually never listened to any of those. So
2: so without further ado, I present to you viewer trends. Let's hear it, everybody. Meep, 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 meep. No, not that. Meep. Trending up this week is goats. No, you don't need to do it. We're in a different segment.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, trending up this week is muffin tops. Our society has become more overweight because of this quarantine than ever before. Somebody help us. Trending
4: up this week. Religious zealot remix music. Yes, coming to an obscure place of worship near you. The loonies are making hay while the sun shines in COVID town. Trending up this week. Online porn subscriptions. (laughs) Past the hand cream and plastic appendages, it's time to go digital with your love. (laughs) Go digital with your love. Trending down this week, Amazon Prime deliveries. Goodbye same-day, one-day, or even two-day deliveries. Get those delivery drones launched, Jeff Bezos. Stat. <laughs> Trending down this week, TPS midweek shows. Who will take the reins of this unruly
2: beast before Canada's one ring rules them all? <laughs> all right, listener, that made my entire week... <laughs> Thank you so much for that, and please let's keep that going. Uh, Nicely done, fellas. I want to hear more, though. I want to hear you guys and your trends in pinball and in life. Or not. I always go with not, Zach. You guys heard those chuckles come from Dennis. Until next week, that was The Pinball Show presents Pinball Market Trends. Trademark. (laughs) Trademark.
3: Copyright. That's right.
2: Award-winning. Someday, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only if
3: Jeff makes a twippy for best market trend.
1: <gasps> oh! All
2: right, the last thing we're going to do before we close out this show is play a new game. Mm, I love new games.
3: <laughs> I know you seem to hate old ones. That's why you keep coming I love up with new,
2: new- ones. <laughs> That's right. Something's going to stick. Uh, this game is going to be called the Pinball Show's Name That Liner. Oh, it's about your swimming pool. No, <laughs> it's about a recent episode on the Final Round Pinball podcast. I haven't List- heard
3: that episode yet. I just That's, downloaded it this morning.
2: I, I knew you were yeah, backlogged on podcast, so I thought, and I listened to, to this. I couldn't round. stop listening last night uh, when it aired. So I listened through, and it entertained me more so than anything on Netflix or HBO right now. I reached out to the host Jeff Teolis and Martin Robbins and commended them for creating... Quite easily, the best single podcast episode with the greatest one-liners in it. Mm, that's quite a feat. It really was. It had me cackling. How might they have done that, you ask? Well, listener, they had on a number of special guests, and they played this competition drinking game throughout. They just They kicked off their shoes, they set their feet up, and they just had fun with the pinball community. We heard from some great people on Episode 7 titled Battle for the Final Round. We heard special guests Corey Hulse, Joe Fox, Mrs. Penn, Dr. Pin Christian Line, Greg Bavarelli, Kate Martin, Nicole Bernyar, Jeff Parsons, David Dennis, David Van S. from Spooky Pinball, Ryan Kuiper, Tracy Lindberg, Travis Murray, Colin McAlpine? With a question mark? No, yeah, I saw that. Andre Boyle, Brent Hayashi, Robert Byers, Greg Sealby, Gareth Hall, John Coss, and Brian C. It was it was a lot of fun. It's not safe for work, and it's not safe for family consumption. I'm telling you that in advance. But if you want to laugh and you want to know what the pinball community is all about and the camaraderie, listen to it. Stat. But what we're going to do for your listening pleasure, I am going to, Dennis, you're the contestant. I am going to. (laughs) What a a shock. Yeah. I'm going to present to you a one liner that I heard from that show last night. Then I'm going to give you a group of people and you're going to have to name who that liner was. Who said that phrase? Who made that statement? Who made me pee my pants? Are you ready? Okay. I think I understand. All right, the first item, Dennis, was said by one of the hosts. So was this Jeff Teolis or Martin Robbins? He said, if we hear your baby cry, everyone needs to take a shot. <laughs> uh, Jeff. <laughs> That's incorrect. That was Marty. Oh. <laughs> that was Marty. I see how this, this game works now. Okay. Yes,
3: yes. Hmm.
2: The next statement was made by one of the contestants. The statement is, I'm also not wearing pants <laughs> now what's this was this made by the the, the group of contestants uh, was that we're going to talk about today is Joe Fox Travis Murray, Greg Poverelli, David Dennis or Jeff Parsons the statement again was I'm also not wearing pants David, He's going for David. That's correct. That was David Dennis. <laughs> it seems like such a Canadian Network. thing to say. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. And after he uttered that, uh, one of the hosts yelled out, bonus points for David. Bye, bye, bye. Oh. Yeah. They were playing a game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was all a game. So they get points for taking shots whenever the secret word. Oh, you just got to listen, everybody. So a follow-up to that, another contestant said, regarding these pants, well, I can still take mine off. Was this Joe Fox, Travis Meary, Greg Pavarelli, David Dennis, or Jeff Parsons? Joe Fox. This was Jeff Parsons. Mm. Well, that was my
3: second pick, but unfortunately,
2: second place is the first loser, Ricky Bobby. Hey, J-Bogue, or G-Bogue. (laughs) G-Bogue. You keep forgetting your acronym. I'm going (laughs) G-Bogue. The next one-liner came from one of the hosts, and it goes as follows. All of the best, fuck off. (laughs) Martin. That was Jeff Teolas. <sighs> you your host mixed up. I don't know my own hosts. <laughs> you're getting your host mixed up. All right, next one comes from one of the group of contestants. This was a retort to uh, Jeff Teolas saying, you're disqualified. One of the one of the contestants retorted, you're disqualified. <laughs> Tried to disqualify uh, the host. Gr- Greg. He's going for Greg Povarelli. That was a Joe Fox mm-hmm. statement. That was Joe Fox. You're disqualified. Mm-hmm. That's a very
3: Delaware thing, apparently.
2: Hmm. I, I'm telling you, they're bold up there in Delaware. Okay, couple more here. From one of the contestants, I didn't realize there was a drinking night, but I try to practice every day. Was that Joe Fox, Travis Miri, Greg Pavarelli, David Dennis, or Jeff Parsons? Now I'll go Greg. That's correct. That's okay. a Pavarelli okay. yeah.
3: Okay, that one made a lot more sense. Yeah.
2: That's a pavarelli From one of the hosts, that at this point was really struggling. Um, the hosts were trying to keep up shots wise with the contestants of different groups over two hours Wow Okay. <clears throat> he was introducing Ryan Kuiper from TurboGrafx 7 uh, here on TPN and he said, Ryan Kuiper who you know as TurboGrafx Ra- <sighs> I'm f- hammered That was Jeff T. Ellis. Okay, (laughs) I I wouldn't. I needed that last bit. Oh my gosh, poor Jeff T. Ellis. Uh, Turbo (laughs) Graves, and then he tried to start it with saying Ryan. Ryan, I'm hammered. All right, Jeff T. Ellis also said enough with the shenanigans. Trying to say shenanigans, and we'll close it on these. This is a duo, a little double double play here. This is two statements made by the same contestant. Name that contestant. You're going to make me sing I Saw Tiger, like, r- right now? <laughs> and then this contestant also said, that bitch Carol Baskin ruined my pinball career. <laughs> Name that contestant. Was it Joe Fox, Travis Miri, Greg Pavarelli, David Dennis, or Jeff Parsons? hmm Let's go with Travis. That's correct. Okay, <laughs> you know your contestant. It was, well, I know some of them. Poor Travis. They said they for a points or something. They said you've got to because he's in Oklahoma, and mm-hmm. I guess he has actually visited the 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 zoo known on the documentary Netflix series mm. Tiger King. And he went there, and he said the most interesting thing wasn't the tigers. That was actually pretty normal. It was Joe Exotic. And he said, walking, you know what? Not going to give it away. you got to tune in and check out episode seven from the final round pinball podcast to find out what Travis Murray faced when entering into Joe Exotic's zoo. Oh man. Other stuff before we close it out. We had Martin Robbins say, oh, look at me. My throat is on fire. <laughs> Whatever. Other drugs can do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Ryan C. said, they were asking him what he's been doing, and he said, I was out on a socially distanced walking date. (laughs) There was just so much good, fun stuff. Oh, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Check it out. All right, Dennis. I saw Tiger. Why can't you watch that show? Uh, Zach, I'm a very busy person. I know, but this one, it'll change your life (laughs) in a negative way.
3: (laughs) It sounds so great.
2: That's your homework. And all of you listeners, your homework is to submit your viewer trend for next week. But until then, you can get a hold of Dennis here at the Pinball Network. Um, And for the most part... If you're sending the emails, you're sending them both of us, but I relay it over to Dennis because um, it gets too convoluted if too many people are looking at it. So I get those emails. Dennis, where else can they email you, though?
3: You want to email me more directly. You can always use eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com. I have to note that because Tony does have access as well, but much mm-hmm. like the TPN setup, I primarily
2: read them all and then just let him know if there's one there for him. Yep. So, So if you want to reach me, you can reach me there. You can catch me at the pinball network at gmail.com. Shoot me a line over there. Also make sure to follow us on Facebook, YouTube, rate us on iTunes or the new database uh, website. We got a website, the or just email. Maybe we'll do a little Instagram at some. No, we can't. No. You're like, no, that was no a, Instagram no. is a photo too far. Uh, for yeah, this too much work. Hazard slop. <laughs> You can also check myself out at Straight Down the Middle of Pinball Show and email me there at sdtmpinball at gmail.com. Make sure to submit your reviews, your machine reviews. That'll be a lot of fun for the future. And Kerry Hardy just had a new episode where he is trying to save a Swords of Fury. He's trying. Mm. And if you're ready to buy a brand new pinball machine, you can contact us at Flipping Out Pinball Us, meaning myself and my wonderful wife, Nicole. At FlippinOutPinball.com or emailing myself at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at Flip, the letter N-OutPinball.com or call me 812-457-9711. So what are we going to leave these guys with? Let's leave them with a little TPN now and TPN later. What's going on right now at the Pinball Network? Well, I've alluded to it before. Final Round Pinball podcast episode seven battle for the final Rand. gotta check that out make sure to share it as well as a new submission for the off the record pinball podcast episode two with joel and he's calling his show just another pinball podcast i'm almost all the way through that episode i started it this morning before ah. we started recording first impressions uh, he's good yeah he is good very good i call that uh refreshing his episode that's the feedback mm. i gave him very refreshing a nice listen. I don't know if I would make him feel like he was a bottle of Shasta, but you do
3: use <laughs> that. When life gives you lemons, jeebo. <laughs> oh, my God. You're, you got to do I don't want to hear Jebo after this episode. You
2: got to drop it. It's, just too, it's uh, Oh, it's like a word salad thing. Oh, it reminds me of a bully. Gebo. It that reminds me of those, uh, those
3: gobos uh, that we, I don't know if you're gobos. familiar with gobos
2: like the things my you one st- get one.
3: No, it's like uh, I think they're called gobos. There's, we would have them for conferences and stuff where you you put them in front of like a spotlight and it
2: projects like your logo or images. A gobo. Oh, okay, I got you. And, Sounds uh, like what my grandpa used to yell at me. Stop being such a damn gobo. <laughs> come over here and help pap all out.
3: <laughs> my grandpa just named all the cattle after us grandkids, and then we come back <laughs> the next time, and it's like, well, that one's ha- Dennis's hamburger now. This is oh, the you, new Dennis. They're, they're all beef cattle. Din, so. din. He, oh. he would name them for family members and then they were always killed by then and slaughtered by the next time
2: we came. Wow. Well that's that's great to end on here. Yep. Episode thirteen. I'm just ground chuck. <sighs> wow. Let's uh let's talk about what's coming up on the Pinball Network. Mm. Look out for the Pinball Show midweek edition. Oh <gasps> it's actually gonna have oh, one. Wow. I hear rumblings. Interview. I hear rumblings. Oh, and that. Yeah, I, I also mm. hear rumblings of an upcoming the pinball show interview edition. Yeah, another, interesting. Another spinoff with uh, maybe some manufacturer people. We'll keep you up to date on that. We also have another off-the-record pinball podcast submission that somebody is working on, so hopefully we'll get that this week, as well as Arcade Crusade making some video exclusives for the Pinball Network on YouTube, where Duncan will be showing you how to properly install an NVROM ROM on your pinball machine. Dennis, can you let people know that don't know what an NVRAM is? Yeah, sure. It's short for non-volatile
3: RAM, and the non-volatile aspect means even when the power is off, the RAM chip still remembers what was in it. So Mm. it is a replacement for batteries.
2: Ah, no more acid burn? Yeah, I love NVRAM. That is good stuff. So I've been a little intimidated by how to even install one, so Duncan will show you. And coming soon, we are in discussion with two new podcast shows some new YouTube content and additional streaming affiliates so you've got to stay tuned because the pinball network wants to continue to provide for the pinball community and it's only possible with listeners and supporters such as yourself and Dennis and me and the correspondents and all the other providers and you know pinball industry in general and John Borg and I don't know why Borky's in there
3: There's a very <laughs> We are the world Sort of response We are the best. Uh, we are the children, children. And write into to we The Pinball Network At gmail.com If you'd like to see Market trend. trends And viewer trends Go away
2: Not my singing Though We are the No you're not gonna drop that No matter what So what's the point We are the children um, MJ hmm. We should've been. You know what R.I.P. Little Richard Oh yeah, that
3: almost breaking news.
2: Yeah, one of the people who uh, created rock and roll or helped do that, helped start a trend. <gasps> Training up, Little Richard. What's your What's your favorite uh, Little Richard song? Yeah, probably. I
3: think I agree.
2: He's the man that I like best. Did it, did it. Oh, and it, did it, did it oh.
3: <laughs> Well, I guess we've reached the end of this episode of the pinball show. Just oh, remember to see, wait, flip,
2: and out. Or, what the hell?
3: That was your plug?
2: That was your, that was your attempt at plugging, flipping out? No, man. it was not. I was trying to. <laughs> I went quick erection and then quickly back down again thinking, Oh, he's not used to this. <laughs> I'm not. I'm so bad. I'm so bad at I never learned how to say goodbye. It's okay for Dennis Kreiselamzak, Mini. Remember to see and wait.
0: <laughs>
2: Always practice safe pinball. Mylar up. So long, everybody.
3: of turd tps midweek's a turd,
2: <laughs> <Network's> a turd. <laughs> oh my gosh uh it's a ghost turd right now <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's just dingleberry that's what <laughs> i was raised as that's what my parents wanted <laughs> me to be
2: <laughs> a baby turd is a dingleberry. it's gonna be a dingleberry but i couldn't i couldn't <laughs> hang there i couldn't hang why why do I think that that could be a really good uh <laughs> comic <laughs> book series? <laughs> it's just yeah, yeah, the Dingleberries. I'm right up here with me Wad. <laughs> Give me a don't swim. One <laughs> Dingleberry. Can suck my balls.
3: <laughs> no, no. Let it be awkward and weird It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We'll go we'll do it live. We'll do it live.